Okay, and good afternoon, good evening, everybody out there. You're listening to uh, Amateur Radio Roundtable. This show is about ham radio, and we're gonna have a lot of fun tonight. I guarantee you, a lot of a lot of fun tonight. We've got some special guests on here tonight. Well, maybe they're not special, but they're with us anyway. But we're gonna have some fun tonight. Hey, listen, if you're out there listening on WBCQ, you're listening to you're listening right now on 5130. The 7490 transmitter blew up. Okay. I don't know why it blew up. Maybe it was the ice and the coal up there. I don't know, but they're trying to repair it. So, so you know, maybe we need to get Mark in a chat room to fly up here and maybe see if he can help get the thing back on. But 7490 is temporarily off the air, so we're on 5130. So this is Amateur Radio Roundtable, and if you're listening out there, send us an email to Tom at W5KUB, Tom at W5KUB.com. Yeah, Tom at W5KUB.com. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, send us a signal report. Tell us where you are. I don't think 5130 gets out quite as good as the 7490 transmitter does. And uh, they're relatively low power, about 50,000 watts. They're trying to up them to about 100,000, so uh, that'd be nice. <clears throat> if you will, uh, join our Facebook group. we got a Facebook group of over 13,000 hams in it now for shortwave listeners, electronic enthusiasts, uh, uh, ham radio operators. Uh, just just type in in the search bar W5KUB, and you will uh, uh, automatically be joined to the group. We'd love to have you. Uh, uh, our YouTube channel right now, if you will, let me see. Let me help you out here somewhere. Yeah. Hey, hit that subscribe button. We really need you to hit the subscribe button right there. I'm giving you a little help. I'm pointing at it right there. Hit that subscribe button. That'll help us. Uh, what, hey, one of the guys I watch, I don't know if anybody might tell me in the chat room if you saw it last night. I was watching uh, uh, Brian, uh, Ryan Hall, you know, the, the uh, meteorologist. He's really great. You guys ought to look him up, uh, Ryan Hall. He hit 1 million subscribers last night during his weather, weather uh, cast. 1 million subscribers. And here we are at just about 7,000. We got to do better, guys. Hit that subscribe button if you will. Let's see what else is going on here. The weather's getting better. About uh-huh. 65, 70 degrees here. We were minus 25 last week. You know, it's going up and down. Uh, but uh, you know, hey, we'll take it. We'll take it there. Yeah, cloudy with the chance of tornadoes. That's right. And and as Ryan says, uh, he calls them naders. You know, uh, na- yeah, naders, tornadoes. He calls them naders. So uh, uh, some of these stormers have a lot more nader juice in them than others, okay? So uh, he's a fun guy to watch. So anyway, okay, uh, let's see. Oh, man, I don't think I made enough announcements. I don't know. I'm forgetting something, but I'm sure Glenn can remind me there. Uh, so, hey, let me tell you what's coming up tonight, man. You ain't going to believe this. I shouldn't say that. You aren't going to believe this. We're going to look into tonight. A lot of things. Hey, I built I built a uh, retro VFO here. Look at this, a retro VFO using a ESP32 uh, developer uh, chip, man, and all that mess. I hadn't got it programmed yet. Having a little trouble with that. Uh, hey, so we got that going. We're gonna talk to that, talk about that. We're gonna talk about the suicide showerhead. Now, you guys may not believe this, but I'm gonna give you some links. You can order this on Amazon. This is a suicide showerhead, and let me just give you a little teaser right here. I'm going to let you know what, the, what it looks like. 
Uh, first of all, let's see if I can, let's see if we can find something here that might show you what a suicide showerhead looks like. Uh, there we go. There. Well, that looks like it's been a little hot above the ceiling there. Let's see. Uh, I'm trying to find you a good shot here. We'll, we're going to talk about it in detail after a while, uh, how this thing works. Uh, but you got to run, basically, the best one is run 220 into your shower right there. And you can plug, actually, the lower plug that's kind of about, you know, stomach high, that's the one you need to plug into right there. You can plug in higher, but, you know, you might not be able to reach it if you need to unplug it real quick while you're showering. So, anyway, we're going to talk about that tonight. That's going to be fun. Let's see, what else we got tonight we're going to talk about? Oh, hey, is it solved? I don't know. I think we solved the issue about the Weller soldering gun trigger position. You may be surprised on what the answer really is. So that's coming up tonight. What else is coming up tonight? Uh, uh, hey, just quick, boy, I had a bunch of visitors this morning. I get up. I have them all the time. You know, they're, they're here at the house all the time. I don't know if you can see them there or not, but looked out this morning. There was there's a herd. I guess 12 makes a herd. But, uh, you know, that's in my backyard. They're all in back there eating my flowers up. I can't keep them out. Or I guess I don't want to keep them out, really. But, uh, uh, and man, you know, those things are so, man, I don't know if it's their hearing or their eyesight. But, you know, if you, uh, if you go up next to the window or go outside, they instantly turn, it, turn toward you and they freeze. And they got their eyeballs right on you, man. They don't move an inch, man. Well, I don't know. That, that was kind of fun there. Let's see what else we got tonight. Maybe we talk about Christmas. Anybody get Christmas presents tonight? We're going to talk about that. But uh, okay, and we got CQ with us tonight. We got Rich with us tonight. Let's just go around the room here real quick and see who is with us tonight. Uh, I think um, let's see. Glenn looks like he's up first. So hey, Glenn, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing real good, Tom. Um, I mean, I'm assuming that's Tom, or should we just call you Luigi, or what's Luigi. going on there? That's my, my middle name is Luigi. I was going to say, you're rocking the hat and, and sunglasses tonight. That's right, man. Luigi's my middle name. <laughs> Ask me again, well, I'll tell you something. Well, I finished the book. It is ready to turn into ARRL, and turning right around, and as I mentioned before the show, my lab and this room is in... Complete and total disarray as we clean and organize and put everything into cabinets and boxes and shelves and get ready for the next one. Well, I'm glad that you're kind of getting through with this stuff so you can start having some fun now. That's you know? the truth. Yeah, but hopefully I'll get the rigs put up maybe this week or next. Well, uh, get them put up and we'll try to make a contact between here and there, you know? Well, you know, we'll probably have to moon bounce because we're too far for ground wave. I don't. You know what we ought to do? We both got the 9700s now. We ought to try the, what is it, the 10 gig band? Isn't it, it 10 gig? Is it 10? I thought it had the, the 1 gig, 1.2 gig. Oh, I don't know what's got in it. I don't know. I haven't I haven't taken mine out of the box. I don't know what's got Anybody know what the uh, 9700? Got 2 meter 440 and I thought 1.2 gig. I thought it was 10 gig. I might have to send mine back. Somebody tell us what you the... Get uh, a, you can get a transverter for it, but uh, yeah, it's 1.2 gig. Is that all? Oh, yeah, that'd be a, yep. that'd be easy to talk down there on 1.2 yeah, gig. Yeah, 1.21 gigawatts. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, cool. <laughs> cool, man. Uh, all right. 
Glad to have you back. Glad that glad that Nader didn't get you last night. There was one down there close to you. Yeah, there was, but it decided that you know, it just wasn't worth it and kept on going. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. That's good. There was a lot of them around. All right. Who else we got in here? Let's see who else we got. Come, um, who's next here? Somebody yell. Uh, how about you, Rich? How you doing? Where's Rich? I'm doing great. I'm here. I just had to turn my mic on. There he is. Um, there he is. First of all, Happy New Year to everybody. And uh, a little off in the, you know, the first week of the month instead of the last, but uh, happy to do that. It gives me a chance to wish everybody a Happy New Year. And uh, I was uh, you were talking about projects before. This is my current project here, the uh, Bayou Jumper. Hey, and, that uh, looks it's good. It's a really cool kit to build. From uh, four state QRP, let me get it lined up here. Uh -huh. it's, uh, so I've almost uh, got it done. I'm, well, the building is done. I'm it's now into the uh, testing and alignment stage, and uh, looking forward to getting it fully done and giving it a try on the air. That should be a lot of fun. All right. Well, uh, now where do you get that uh, from? Uh, is that is that something that was in one of your magazines? Of course. It, um, it's it's a kit. It's from uh, Four States QRP Group. Okay. And uh, the uh, box for it is uh, from Hobby Lobby. They fits it perfectly, as you can see. Uh -huh. um, but the whole radio is here on these. This is your main board underneath. And... Uh, most of the parts are on the inside there, and uh, front panel gives you uh, it's crystal controlled, and uh, had to <clears throat> redo a uh, an old FT two forty three crystal that I uh, fortunately have around. They uh, send you modern day crystals for it, you know, yeah, the, uh, yeah, in the HC forty nine. Okay, let's see. Well, hey, on the so show tonight, is, uh, uh, on the show tonight, we've got an answer for that. I've got a VFO we're building that'll plug wow. right into that thing. So, now this is the crystal they send, um, which, camera, there it is. Um, that won't fit in the crystal holder there, but this yeah. will. And so I uh, had to do some surgery on the, on the crystal and uh, removed the uh, original crystal and all the compression devices in there and uh, the little HC49 crystal just just fits in there. You got to uh, bend the uh, legs totally out 190 degrees out and uh, then around to get in. So that's uh, I only did one of. They sent to provide two crystals with the kit: seven oh three oh and seven one two two, which are big QRP frequencies. Oh yeah. And uh, I'm waiting to do the second one until I'm sure the first one works. So, but, yeah. uh, hey, Rich, you need to get yeah. with uh, Joe Eisenberg. He actually 3D prints a uh, the uh, FT two forty three crystal case. Oh, cool. And he, he uses the Molex mail plugs as mm -hmm. the leads 
and then you solder your crystal inside that. And it's got little tiny screws for the cover mm -hmm. and everything, just like what you were showing. That's very cool. Um, but, of course, the real thing is even better. For oh, absolutely. Kit, You've got so, those laying around. Yeah. yeah. The, the kit provides these little adapters. You can solder your crystal onto there and then plug that in with uh, some um, bus wire. But, yeah, the, the uh, crystal socket is made from uh, Molex females. So you just put them in and uh, you solder them in place and then you slide these uh, plastic sleeves over them. So it's, oh. it's very cool. And very. To, yeah. All right. Well, wait. we're looking forward to hearing about CQ tonight. We'll, uh, we'll get to that in just a minute here. Oh, where's Bill? Is Bill still around? Let's check with Bill real quick. Yeah, I'm having some uh, connection issues. Uh, we had a big storm come through earlier, and I think our cell tower is, is uh, not working too well. That's only linked to the Internet out here in the boonies. Oh. But, uh, yeah, we uh, had a good Christmas, and I got a gift certificate for Gigaparts, and I'm trying to figure out what uh, radio to get. So, uh, All right. And uh, thank you, Tom, for sending me one of the videos you reviewed on them. And uh, so... Uh, that's that's my big challenge now is figuring out which yeah and uh i actually am considering that 9700 even though it's uh, more than the gift certificate but uh, that one looks like it'd be a lot of fun to uh, i have a friend up in uh, kentucky who uh, has a six-foot dish and he has been working moon bounce on 1.2 gigahertz with that radio mm, interesting yeah well, I think that's the next thing we want to try, maybe some, some moon bounce, but I don't know. I don't know. I got to set he up. Doesn't have a, he doesn't have an antenna rotor to move the dish. He lines it up with the moon when it comes up. Yeah. And the uh, the moon shadow on the feed horn hits the center point. He's lined up. And he's heard uh, a number of uh, big gun stations in Europe and uh, – Across the U.S. on moon bounce on twelve on the twenty-three centimeter band, so uh, I'll have to hook you up. Uh, yeah, with, uh, hook us up with, with him. Hank uh, W4HTB, and uh, he can show you what he's been uh, up to. All right, all right, well, very good. All right, well, let's do this. Uh, we need to talk about CQ. And what is coming up in CQ here this month? We didn't have, hey, you know, guys, we were off the last two weeks. It was the holidays, and Glenn couldn't make it. He had parties to go to. So we decided just to cancel out, and we put a couple reruns on. I hope you liked them. I thought there were a couple good uh, reruns that we had. And uh, it's always fun to watch the chat room, people trying to figure out, is this a rerun or is this real? Okay. So anyway, uh Rich is about a week late, but it's still early in the month, and we're going to hear about CQ. Rich, come on in and talk to us. All righty. And uh, yeah, January issue of CQ is full of uh, great articles. we got a couple of de-expeditions to launch the issue. One is uh, rare DX from the heart of Italy. It's, Italy is not a rare country, but the Vatican is uh, as a uh, DX counter. And... Uh, we have a, a great story by uh, Maria Kostic, YU3AWA. She is the first 
woman to operate HB0A in over 20 years. And uh, it was it's a great story from her about the whole trip and the operation. And uh, it's uh, really cool information, a nice look inside the HB0A station. And uh, then we also have in our DX column a report from uh, Adrian Kaperka, KO8SCA, on a the expedition to Djibouti, the Horn of Africa, the J28MD the expedition. So we're going all over the world there. And we also take you back in time with a report on CHIME, which is the Canadian Hydrogen Intensity Mapping Experiment. It's a radio telescope and a billion-year-old radio signal. Whoa. Um, this is very cool. You think radio is 125 years old or something like that. Well, this radio signal started out somewhere in a uh, galaxy far, far away, very far oh, away, yeah. like a billion light years away. And uh, so that's uh, a really cool story about the radio telescope, the antennas, and the discovery of this uh, radio signal that... Uh, started out somewhere in the cosmos a billion years ago. And since we're talking about radio telescopes, we thought we'd do for our CQ Classic uh, actually two articles this month, um, both related. We had a, an article from um, 2003, the interview with uh, Grote Reber, a W9GFZ, who is the father of radio astronomy, and that uh, ran just that was done just before he passed away and uh, so that was cool and then we had um, project from where is this 2012 only a decade ago on by uh, W0XI Phil Anderson on audio CW regen filter combining aspects of Armstrong's regenerative receiver with Reaver's radio telescope. So uh, mixing of uh, technologies there. And by the way, this uh, Bayou jumper I'm working on is a re regenerative receiver. So they're uh, still quite easy to find these days. We've got the results of the 2022 CQ Worldwide VHF contest and uh, the rules for the 2023 WPX contest. It's, uh, let's see, the... Ritty weekend is in February, SSB weekend, March 25th and 26th, and the CW weekend, May 27th and 28th. So plenty of opportunities for an Everybody Works Everybody contest to get your prefixes and countries and all that stuff. With Cycle 25 heating up, the bands should be better than they've been in a long time. We've also got a review of the Kodan High Power Amplifier Controller. This is an interesting radio. Um, well, it's not a radio, but Kodan makes a, uh, it's an Australian-based company, and they make a professional-grade HF transceiver for uh, military and uh, commercial use. And a lot of hams are taking an interest in that as their basic transceiver. It's a little on the high end, but uh, if they're into that, the... Only problem with it is if you want to operate high power, then you can 
only directly use it with their amplifier, which costs forty three thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> they have come up with responding to demand from the amateur community that likes the transceivers but doesn't want to spend forty three thousand dollars on a uh, amplifier. They have come up with a controller that is designed specifically to connect all of the transceivers features to the uh, Ameritron ALS-1306 power amplifier. So you can... Uh, yeah. That's a, a, a much more reasonably priced and very popular as well. So we have a, a review of the, the controller that lets you communicate between the radio and the uh, Maritron amplifier. We have uh, the concluding part of a project on build from uh, KB0VKS, building your own low-voltage transformer. Um, a lot of uh, different needs sometimes for getting low voltages on your workbench. And also for, this is also very useful for identifying mystery transformers. You got transformer in your junk box or you pick one up at a flea market and you really have no idea what the values are coming in, going out. And uh, this project will help you be able to determine turns ratio, the voltage ratio, and uh, make a, some good use of yeah. otherwise mystery transformers. Um, moving on, we have the first of three-part series called the Perverted V Antenna, which uh, you have to read to appreciate and understand. Then uh, K3MT has an article on antenna misconceptions, and K4FMH has an interesting article on new tools for using the Sherwood tables for a transceiver selection. I don't know if many of your if the listeners are, are familiar with the Sherwood tables. They're used primarily by contesters for uh, making transceiver selections based on, on contest-focused uh, criteria. They're put together by uh, a guy named Rob Sherwood, and they're within the contesting community. It's kind of the, the Bible of comparisons for transceiver features. And Frank, K4FMH, has put together some tools for applying the Sherwood tables to making transceiver selections based on non for non-contesters. So that's uh, a very handy thing. Um, AH6CY, <clears throat> frequent contributor, has a really great piece on using Legos to build ham radio enclosures. He had found he had uh, a bunch of leftover Legos in the house after his uh, kids and grandkids outgrew them. And rather than having them end up in a landfill, he started using them to build carrying cases for different pieces of uh, test equipment and other stuff like that. So it's had a lot of fun in that one. And uh, WB9YBM has uh, an article on improving the range of your scanner. A lot of folks are still using scanners out there. There's a lot of lists to listen to, and they're good for keeping an ear on 
variety of uh, ham repeaters as well. You may be focusing on one with your transceiver. Among our columns, uh, Math Notes, WA2NDM, writes about a, building a low resistance ohmmeter. Always very helpful. And uh, Joe, K0NEB, in his kit building column, is looking into the crystal ball and discovering the Discovery Crystal Radio, which is really good for uh, group kit builds and things like that. In our learning curve column, uh, Ron, KO0Z, writes about sunspots and DX from a beginner's perspective. And uh, our VHF Plus editor and for DTF gives us a, a bit of education on beacons and how to make the best use of them to uh, make more contacts. In our awards column, we take a look this month at the Municipalities of Spain Diploma. And uh, that's a very, very interesting award. Our contesting editor, N3QE, writes about voice keyers to give your vocal cords a break during long hours of, of contesting. And our propagation editor has a preview of what to expect on the bands in 2023. And that is a quick look at some highlights from this month's issue of CQ. Um, the uh, digital edition is already up on Zinio for uh, those who are digital subscribers. And the printage, print edition is in the mail and uh, should be arriving in your mailboxes uh, any day. All right. Well, that's, that's, uh, uh, that sounds good. Uh, looking forward to it. And, hey, you know, that, that uh, radio... You said it's not a transceiver, it's a transmitter receiver. And receiver, right. Yeah. Yep. You know, hey, in a little while, we're going to talk about, here you go, I got the solution for you right here. Here's your solution right here. This, this is a VFO for it. Uh -huh. got, a, got a nice little display and everything right there. And, uh, boy, you can you can really, uh, hey, throw those crystals away and you can get anywhere on that thing. You can even transmit it out of the band with that. Tom, we really need to take you to Hobby Lobby and get you some enclosures. Uh, yeah, that's going to be my next problem is an enclosure to, to put put this in. But, hey, you know, before I went to the trouble to uh, go to all the trouble to drill holes and mount this, I want to make sure the software works first because this thing may get junked out, you know. Hey, who knows? It may get junked out. Okay, anyway. Hey, Rich, thank you so much, man, for uh, sharing that with us. Stick around with us and... Uh, uh, we're so glad to have you on uh, and, and tell us about CQ every month. Really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. And uh, always fun to come and talk about what's coming up in the next issue. Not to mention various projects I'm working on here. To, uh, get, All right. Uh, well, keep the interest going. So I'm going to have to say good night. I've got uh, a couple other things happening here. So, okay. Uh, good night to everybody. And we'll see you at the end of this month. And uh, we'll talk about February, which we're just about wrapping hey, up. Hey, it's now. a short month, so you'll be here pretty quick, won't you? So. Yep. All righty. All right. Night, Thanks a lot, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Rich, uh, for doing that. Oh, man. Hey, I need to get this disguise off right here so people will know who I am. Hey, Rich, uh, <clears throat> Rich he just left us. Yeah. I was going to mention. I'd, hey, uh, hey yeah. Tom. Yeah. I looked like that in college when I had dark hair. Yeah, I think I've seen that a picture of you. Yeah, I think I've I've seen a picture of you there somewhere, Bill. So, you know, I mean, 
Anyway, uh, I'm glad I wasn't wearing this disguise the night the uh, SWAT team came in, you know, so uh, they may have questioned me a little bit more then. I was going to ask, uh, 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 Rich was with us that night the SWAT team came into the studio here. Rich was here, and uh, Katie was on here, and uh, Martin G. was on here. And uh, for many of you guys that may not know what happened, somebody overseas called in a a bogus SWAT call into the police here, and he sent the SWAT team here uh, to come and get me. And that happened right in the middle of the show, and uh, it was uh, real interesting. 17 police cars outside. They threw uh, Kathy in the back of the police car. Uh, they actually shot the street lights out with a shotgun. I didn't know any of this was going on because I was doing a show here, and uh, it was uh, it was an interesting night to tell you the truth here. Okay, we're gonna come out of this disguise. My nose is uh, trying to itch or sneeze or something. So here we go. Let's see if we can get this off. Oh, yep, it came off. And let's see. Take that off right there. Maybe somebody can recognize me now. Let's see. <laughs> Maybe the hat still doesn't give me away. Let's see. Hat off. All right. This is who I am. So, you know. Oh, man. <clears throat> so, they're asking any footage of the SWAT team. Uh, <clears throat> actually, <clears throat> excuse me. Actually, I tried to get the SWAT team on the show that night, and they wouldn't step in front of the camera when they came in. I had to leave a minute and uh, uh, go talk with them. Uh, once they came down the hallway with the M16s all dressed in black and the hand on each other's shoulder coming down, you know, uh, and they asked me if I was Tom, and I said, yeah. They said, can we talk to you a minute? So, they, they, you know, they didn't shoot first. And, and, and anyway, so I, I put the, I let Katie and Rich and Martin Jew take over the show, and they took over the show, and uh, it was kind of, you know, kind of interesting because when I left, I still had my wireless mic on, and I didn't realize it. I was still on the show, even talking to the police. Anyway, it all worked out okay. Uh, after two years, they finally caught the guy. Uh, he was in Wales, I think. My FBI agent here in Memphis got to go to Wales and kick his door down, and they arrested him. So it's a big, long story. You can hear a little bit of it on the live show. The live show is recorded. It was uh, January 28th, I think, two years ago. If you just look for our, uh, it was seven minutes in. If you go seven minutes in the show, you'll uh, you'll hear a little bit of commotion, and you'll hear me starting to talk to the police when I, when I left with them. Anyway, hey, it all worked out okay. No tear gas came through the windows, no smoke, no fire, no guns, no chains ripping the door off the front of the house. We, we, we were okay that night. All right, everybody stand by. We'll be back with you in just a moment. Happy New Year from ICOM. Didn't get everything on your wish list? Spice up your ham shack with one of ICON's popular handhelds, mobiles, or base stations. These radios are perfect for working your favorite bands while staying inside or venturing outside in the winter. The IC705 is a perfect sidekick and QRP companion. Base station features and functionality at the tip of your fingers in a portable package covering HF, 6 meters, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters. This compact rig weighs in just over 2 pounds with RF direct sampling for most of the HF bands and IF sampling for frequencies above 25 MHz. The ID52A is a VHF-UHF dual banner with D-Star and FM dual mode functions. and It's the first handheld amateur radio with a full color 2.3 inch waterfall display. 
This radio supports conventional FM communications and D-Star simplex repeater, regional and worldwide calls over the D-Star Internet Gateway. You can send pictures over D-Star with a connected Android device. Create your own band openings with the IC9700. This transceiver radio brings direct sampling to your UHF-VHF weak signal world. This all-mode transceiver is loaded with innovative features that are sure to keep you busy. It has faster processors, higher gain input, and higher resolution. The IC7300 is a high-performance HF transceiver with a compact design that will far exceed your expectations. This transceiver digitizes RF before various receiver stages, reducing inherent noise in different IF stages. The IC7300 changed the way entry-level HF is designed. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on ICOM Radio. Okay, and we are back. And Some people are asking in the chat room if the SWAT incident was real. Yes, it was real. It was real. Uh, I used to tell you what, what show that was. It was the last show in January, two years ago. Uh, if you, you know, maybe go back three, but I think it was two years ago. And uh, uh, all of our shows are recorded. In fact, uh, if you've got, uh, what's the little thing you talk to on the internet? This is, you know, in the, who, who is that, uh, Glenn? The little box. Oh, Alexa? Alexa. You can say, Alexa, Alexa, get me Amateur Radio Roundtable January 28th, uh, 2021 at seven minutes. You can say that to Alexa. And Alexa will actually pull up that show at seven minutes. And you will hear me talking to the police. Now, the interesting thing was that I had the wireless mic on. You could hear me. You could just barely hear the police talking. But uh, someone basically called in that I had shot Katie in the face with a 12-gauge shotgun. And um, they uh, they came to see if that was true. And uh, they had the whole neighborhood closed off here. Uh, 17 police cars outside, shot the street lights out. The, they closed the uh, neighborhood. The fire department was down at the end waiting to come in to clean up all the blood and do first aid, you know, when they needed to. Um, but, um, you know, luckily not much went over the show. And, of course, Katie and Martin, they were listening. They were listening, and they could hear the police saying, you know, shot Katie in the face with a shotgun. And Katie and everybody thought that this was a joke. Because she was out in, in, in Wyoming, and she didn't know what's going on. So uh, anyway, uh, so uh, I came back in the studio. They, they, they figured out that it was a bogus call. So I came back in the studio. And I said, hey, guys, can I get you on a show? And they go, no, no, we can't get on a show. And uh, they said, we just want to make sure Katie's all right. So I, I brought Katie up on the big screen up here on the, on the, on the wall. Uh, Katie, of course, was out in Wyoming. She says, all's good out here. And they said, that's good enough for us. So then that's where it started. And um, uh, after two years of working with the FBI, we, uh, we were able to help them. In fact, just one last comment about that. There were 50, we were told there were 54 uh, law, law agencies looking for these guys. And they'd been looking for them for years and could not find them. And we were able to provide them uh, a lot of information from our chat room and IP addresses and uh, uh, usernames and uh, even even uh, logins to our, our, our website. 
And we were able to give the uh, FBI all that information, logs and so forth. And that is what broke broke the story. So after 54 uh, agencies were looking for these guys and couldn't find them, it took our show to uh, actually, uh, uh, you know, uh, find them, you know. And uh, they're supposed to be called in through VPN. And if you know anything about IT, you know, uh, the VPN is supposed to give you some privacy or an you know where you can't be traced but let me tell you you can be traced don't don't let that fool you it just makes it more difficult so anyway that's what happened and uh uh it took two years to get these guys and uh they were actually part of a white supremacist supremacist group and uh i think they even had ties to blowing up and shooting up uh, a nightclub down in uh uh down in florida there uh sometime earlier than that. Anyway, that's about all I'll say about it tonight. Uh, it, it's water under the bridge. Yeah. So, hey, uh, I see Charlie in there. I'm going to add, Charlie, we need you in a minute because we're going to talk about something that we don't see here very often, Charlie, and that is the suicide, uh, the suicide showerhead. Now, Charlie, I don't know if you use the suicide showerhead down here or not, I'm not going to hold it against you, but I know this is very popular in Brazil and maybe Argentina and Costa Rica. The suicide showerhead is a common thing down here. And, you know, in my job, the last uh, 34 years of my job, I traveled extensively internationally. Every month I was somewhere, South America or, or in Europe or, or in Asia, but I would say the last 10 years, most of my travel was throughout South America, uh, Central America, Mexico, Caribbean, you know, those areas. And that seems to be the area that this suicide um, showerhead is most popular. Now, I didn't ever personally experience it. I always stayed at, you know, the best hotel I could find in those areas. But, you know, there's a, there, the standards aren't down there like they are here. Let me tell you what a, what the suicide. Let me tell you what the suicide showerhead uh, looks like. And you can buy it on uh, you can buy it on Amazon. Look at this. Now here's a small one. Here's a small one right here. This one runs on 110 volts. You got to have 110 volts at the showerhead. Uh, but it's only like 14 bucks, you know. But uh, most of them that uh, really work well uh, are 220 or, or 240 volt. So I want to show you some pictures here. We're going to talk about this, this showerhead. Hey, we're talking electronics tonight, guys. We're talking electronics and, you know, safety and things like that. It's not exactly ham radio, but uh, uh, you need to know about this. If, if you're not up enough on electronics uh, and ham radio, uh, you, need to, you need, need to study it. So uh, I'm going to show you some pictures of the suicide, um, suicide showerhead. So here's one of them right here. This is uh, possibly uh, Brazil. So w typically these are 240 volt and you need a 50 amp service to them. They draw about 40 amps. I think that's pretty high, don't you, Glenn? Just a little bit. You a little know, high. This, this is probably substituting for coffee in the morning. I, I, I tell you, man, 40, 40 amps draw. All right, so you, you, 
you, you purchase this thing, you run your, uh, you run your 220 line into your shower, into your tub there. So, so you realize that's about 10 kilowatts. Yeah, yeah. Let me show you what's inside this thing. Here's how it's made. If you look inside this thing, and you can buy it on eBay, and there's one that's been taken apart just to really show you the pictures here. This is a heating element, a 220-volt heating element. And that element, that air, that that area there, that volume, that fills up with water right there coming from your faucet. That water goes into that around that heating element. And the water pushes that center. That little center black thing is a diaphragm. And it pushes it in. And there's a switch on the other side. When the water pushes that switch on on the other side, it puts 240 volts on this coil right here. And it starts heating the water instantly. Let's look at some more pictures of it. Uh, I, that's a nice installation there. The guy coiled the cables up. He's got it kind of going kind of high, you know, in the wall. Uh, he, and he taped up. Look, looks like he taped up the two hot wires. Now, I do not see a ground hooked up. The ground's kind of important, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why the ground is kind of important. Uh, let's get to it here. Let's see. Let's look at a couple of these. All right. So here's a picture. Somebody says, I love suicide showers right there. There's one coming out of the wall. And, you know, at least they have the wires kind of hanging a little above the shower. So, you know, when you raise your arm up and you kind of wash under your arm, you know, you may, maybe you have it high enough you won't touch it. I don't know, man. All right. Now, this is a cool one here. This is cool, Glenn. They put the 220 plug down at about waist height or maybe, you know, maybe stomach height right there. See that 220 plug right there in the shower? Now, that probably has some advantages. So, you know, in case something starts happening up there, you can reach over there and unplug it, I'm, I'm guessing, you know. <laughs> you know, you could, you could actually reach over and unplug it. So, yeah, I, I don't know if I'd have my, my receptacle mounted low or high. Well, uh, I've seen them mounted all the way at the, at the foot level. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, now, here's one here. This guy, he mounted, well, it's not even a receptacle. It looks like he's got it wired in there, and uh, I don't know, he got a light switch cover over it, but uh, he just got it wired in. Now, it looks like he it looks like he may have the ground wire hooked up. Some of them, they don't hook the ground wire up. Now, if the thing should happen to come on without water in it, it's going to get pretty hot. It's going to get pretty hot. And it looks like this one may have malfunctioned just a little bit right here because the ceiling is a little, little, got a little, I don't know, carbon on it, wouldn't you say? Maybe? Just a little bit. I, I don't know. I don't know. I saw one that the uh, plug, the wall plug, was put in the tub and cocked. Yeah. So they didn't have room for the plug, so they just drilled it right through the side of a tub oh no yeah well here's another good look inside of it with with part of it removed again that fills up with water and then the water pushes that diaphragm and goes out the center and that's well, what you turns. know if you grabbed a hold of that just right you wouldn't need a towel because yeah. you'd shake all that water that's off. right that would dry you off pretty quick now look here's here comes the secret you think well man you know water and 220 that don't mix too good right so you know here's the secret look this ground wire right here, if you hook it up, now this this end here, it stays exposed, and the water, 
the water flows over the end of this ground wire right here. And that ground wire actually removes any of the 220 voltage from falling that water down to you. So I think that's why it's important to have the ground wire hooked up. Now, what you're seeing there, that's inside the unit. You don't, that, that's not, that wire doesn't hook, that end there doesn't hook to anything. Water flows across the end of that green wire right here uh, to ground to ground the voltage out. All right, so again, there it is. There, there's kind of showing the diaphragm, and you can see the you can see the green wire right there. So uh, this is kind of cool right here. Oh, uh, let's see. Now, that, if it makes uh, contact with the uh, person taking the shower, can you make spark? Gap contacts that way? Well, you know, I don't know, man. Let me see what they're saying. Uh, doing that. You'll only get one or two characters out. Yeah, let me, let me look at the chat room here real quick. And I want to, hey, uh, 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 Charlie. Charlie, you're in Uruguay. Right? Charlie's in Uruguay, right? Yep. Yeah. Charlie, you're in Uruguay. Do, do anybody, does anybody use this type shower head in Uruguay? Charlie, tell us that in the chat room, uh, if you will. Uh, if I was in a hotel, I tell you, I, I, I would not, I would not use it there. You may have used it, and never know you were using it. Yeah, let's see. Uh, yeah, it looks like yeah, a Charlie's place. saying not in Uruguay. He's what? They, He's they, saying not in not, Uruguay. Yeah, I think uh, most of these are in Costa Rica and Brazil. And, yeah, he uh, said yes for Brazil. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, let's see. I'm looking at the chat room there. Perfect electrode. Yep, your dead body. Bill wants to get one for his first wife. Yeah, makes makes yeah, for good yeah, population Charlie, control. Yeah, I'd love to have your uh, love to have your opinion there, Charlie. Put it in the chat room, and also uh, in a little while, Charlie. Uh, Charlie, if you want to go ahead and call in to uh, if you've got the the uh, uh, Zoom link, if you want to call in, you go ahead and call in on the show there, and we'll hook you up that way. So not yeah, yes in Brazil. Uh, all right. Oh, Charlie's used one. He's used one. Now, Electro Boom. Uh, I've got a video here with Electro Boom. He he tore one apart and tested it. And uh, I'm gonna try to play part of that video in a minute with Electro Boom. If you guys, you guys probably know who Electro Boom is. Uh, Electro Boom is a guy that always blows stuff up and gets shocked. If you know what I, if you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I love that. You know, guy. he's always getting shocked and bumping his head or, you know, his elbow or, you know, blowing something up. So he actually has one of these, and he has a video there where he's actually testing it. He actually gets in the shower. He actually gets in the shower. He grounds his foot uh, to the uh, drain pipe, and he puts his head right under the shower thing and sticks his tongue out to see if he can get any voltage coming out of this. And he can actually taste some of the voltage as it's coming out. So he, he's going to show... There is some voltage that comes out. So let, let's see. Uh, so, the, again, there's the, there's the safety wire, the ground wire. We've already talked about how that's the diaphragm. The diaphragm pushes a switch on. You can see there's some pretty good-sized contacts on the other side there. Uh, and and it, it'll actually uh, flip the 220 on right there when water goes through it. Here is a, uh, a little drawing of of how this thing works. You can see the 220 comes in. You can see the 220 comes in right there. And uh, you can see the, the heating coil. And you see the water coming in. The water just flows across the uh, heating coil. 
and then out the little holes in the bottom there. And if you look closely, you'll see the on the diagram, you'll see the ground wire that's just kind of sticking out underneath there where the water's going to touch it. So that's kind of how that how that works right there. There's another shot of one right there. Now see this one. No no ground wire's hooked up. I mean the guy the guy doesn't feel like he needs it. Uh let's see. Well, the plastic doesn't melt as long as water is flowing in there. That's the, that's the key, and that's why the that's diaphragm the turns water it stops, on. Water stops, you're out of luck. Yeah, if if the if I don't know, you know, if 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 that diaphragm, uh, if the water flowing through pushes the diaphragm, it turns it on. If if there's no water flow, it turns it off. So that's kind of how it works right here. Let's see. Yeah, now that one's got PVC pipe, so your ground's not going to really work real well on that PVC pipe. Water's Water's important in many aspects. Uh, yeah. What do you think would happen if you took one of those little cups of uh, of mac and cheese and forgot to add the water and put it in your microwave? I don't know. <laughs> You'd be cleaning your microwave for a few Probably weeks. Probably so. Now here's I, a, hey, I did yeah. that uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, <clears throat> my whole house filled with smoke, acrid smoke, and it melted the little plastic cup down, and it was nasty <laughs> all right I look, had hey, to get a new microwave i couldn't get rid of it. here we go here's an here's a neat uh, installation here with tile backing and everything right there uh they just kind of hang the wire up you know just to kind of keep it out of out of the way there here, charlie is joining us here let me get charlie in here so that's uh, that's a pretty neat uh pretty there neat uh, feel right there well let's see uh uh, again, this this guy he wanted it plugged in above. I guess that's good. So anyway, guys, that is uh, let's let's see. I'm gonna try to bring up a video here real quick and uh, see see what uh, Electro Boom has to say about this. Now I don't know if I'm gonna get a I, I may get a uh, uh, I may get a uh, what do you call it copyright hit or something on this. I don't know, but let me let me do this. Uh, let me see if I can bring parts electro boom up. Hey, Tom, he, he is, that, yeah. uh, is jamming the wires into the socket like that uh, up to code? Yeah, yeah, it, it passes. Uh, uh, as long as some, as long as it's like copper to copper. Now, if it was like copper to aluminum, they would have to make sure they put that oh, really? that that gel stuff on there, you know. Uh, but I think he's. I think that's uh, approved there. Let's see if I can. Uh, let me see. All right, we're going to try this. You can we're, hold it in place with a hot glue gun, maybe, or silicon. We're going to try this. I don't know how. I, hey, they may take us off the air. I don't know, guys. If we lose it, we lose it. We're, we're going to take a chance here. And we're going to see what Electro Boom has to say about this. We're going to see what he says here. But then there were tons of comments, mostly from my beloved Brazilian viewers, that were shocked by my comments. <laughs> saying that millions of people there used this shower head with no problems. There was this outpour of people in the streets demanding my exile. Just kidding. But seriously, it seems like a majority of people there as well as some other countries. So a lot of people, a lot of people use this. I'm going to break the video up a little bit. Maybe we won't uh, get thrown off of uh, YouTube here. We'll see. Uh, let's see. Uh, let, me, let me just kind of move on up here. Uh, here we go. In Canada, you would assume that it's tested and safe. I'm starting to doubt our system. Let's see what's inside the suicide shower and if it is truly suicidal. 
Okay, so here we have two bare heating elements for two heat settings that are completely exposed to the running water without isolation. There is a diaphragm back here that when there is pressure from running water, it switches the contacts on to make sure the elements are only powered when there is running water. Otherwise, the whole thing would melt and burn in fire. The damn thing draws 50 amps max. The ground wire goes in the middle of the diaphragm to ground the water at the output and also goes straight into the input water to ground the input as well. Now the question is, would this be enough to ensure the water pouring on your head is not equivalent to live wire and electrocute your brain cells? Alright, so we're talking about now, we're talking about electrocuting your brain cells. He's going to test this. Electroboom is really good about testing this kind of stuff right here. Let me see if I can... Um, kind of fast forward here a little bit. Uh, now, wait a minute, Tom. Yeah. Did you see the gauge of that wire? That's not going to hold 50 amps. Well, uh, well, let's just say this. Let's just say this, Glenn. You see his meter right there? Yeah. He's reading 20 amps, and that's on uh, 110. That's 204 volts. Oh, is that 204? Or is that 204 volts? Is that 20.4 or, or 204? 204, I don't see the decimal. Oh, okay. I know what he's doing here. He's trying to use his electric range to demonstrate this. And so he gets off on a wild tension here. He keeps turning the knob. And he calls that the volume knob. You know, that turns the heat up and down. He keeps turning it up and down, and it doesn't change the voltage on his eye. And he can't figure out why. And he takes about 10 minutes to try to figure this out. And then he finally figures it out. The way that that, that range up there uh regulates the heat it it turns the heat on for one minute and off for off for one minute and then on for one minute and off for exactly one minute. that's how it regulates the heat on that thing so it took him a while to figure that out okay let's see what he's got here i mean let me uh see what he's got let me get him off the electric range here uh, we're going to get back to the suicide uh thing here in just a minute i'm getting there Okay, I think we're back to it. Duration is controlled by this knob. Oh, no. The heat. Let's go install it. I don't have a power outlet right here, unlike what it shows in the installation sheet, which is good. I mean, you don't want live wire with you in the bathtub, but I guess it's okay in some countries. <laughs> Survivor of the fittest. But this length of wire is not enough anyway. Okay, so I wired everything up and plugged in my power into the GFCI outlet to prevent me from death. All right, so he said he's plugged into his GFI uh, outlet to prevent his death. And uh, I think what you're going to see in a minute is the GFI does not trip. So uh, that's coming up here. Let's turn it on. He's uh, wondering... Did I touch it? Well, I was expecting the GFCI to pop. So I connected my amp meter in series with the ground wire to see how much current is going through the ground. And it's a little bit less than 0.8 milliamps, which is not a lot. It is still good enough to give you a little bit of shock, but it's much less than the 5 milliamp limit that the GFCI trips at. This amount of current depends on the quality of water and the voltage. So if you're in a country with 240 volt AC and more impure water, this current might be too much that will trip GFCI. Alright, so he's saying, you know, for right now, his 120 unit is not tripping the GFI, you know. So this is not something you'd want to use on the beach after you're, you know, washing the sand I, I, off. I don't know, I don't know. 
Leslie. With all that salinity, oh, we'll probably send you out another year. Oh, you know what? I think he blew a circuit breaker. Let's measure the current. Heard in some countries, they disconnect the ground wire to make this work, and that makes this much more dangerous. The room breaker popped. How much current is it drawing? I set it to minimum, and the breaker still popped. Let's measure the current. Another tool from circuit specialists. It's 19 amps. So if you want to fully use this, not only you have to make sure you have at least a 50 amp breaker, you have to make sure the house wiring is rated for 50 amps. Otherwise, you'll set the whole thing on fire. Now I'm going to measure the AC. So anyway, uh, you know, so that that's uh, 20 amp. That's at 110, and of course, you know, at two at 240, you're gonna have a lot more current there too. Oh, uh, let's let's see if I can ease it on down here and see what what I can find here. A lot of human activities generate uh, greenhouse gases. Oh, let me stop this right generator. here. Looks like we had Bill Gates pop in here. Let's uh, stop this. Now you can click skip ad. There you go. All right. Yeah, I feel nothing. Okay, so although there is voltage, there might be a very high resistance series with it, so that when you get in the way, that voltage drops to zero. Okay, let's measure the AC voltage again, but this time I'll put my body parallel to it to see what happens to the voltage. See, from around 5 volts, when I touch it, it drops to like 0.7 volts. So this confirms that in my setup, this water cannot supply high voltage or current to shock you. So, I hate to say it, but beside these loose wires and the fact that it may set your house on fire, it seems pretty safe. But I mean, this is left to people to install, and you know people, they may not connect the ground properly. Let's see what happens in that case. Now I disconnected the ground wire, and if I probe the water, I get close to oh, 45 volts. <laughs> now if I touch the spoon, the voltage drops to with around the, uh, 2 volts. With the ground wire me. off, with the ground wire off, he's getting like 45 volts of water coming out, man. That's, uh, that's something right there. All right. Well, that's probably enough right there. Let's get back to um, let's get back here. I'll, I'll put you guys some links in if you want to look at some links. Uh, in fact, I tell you what, just do a search. Just do a, a, a YouTube search for suicide showerhead and you'll find a lot of people hooking them up. And, you know, I mean, uh, there, I, I looked at one earlier tonight where it looked like, it, you know, you know, Glenn, you know, the big 30 amp or 50 amp uh, generator cable. A guy went to Lowe's or somewhere and bought him a cable that size to hook his sucker up and plug it in in his bathroom, man. And uh, it was, uh, it, it's just funny. There's a lot of videos out there uh, of people talking about this and showing it. So uh, uh, feel free just to search for suicide, uh, suicide showerhead. Charlie, you're in here now, Charlie. You've seen these in person, right, Charlie? Yes, Hello. Uh, happy New Year yeah. to everyone. Well, Charlie, uh, since since you have personally seen it, you're our expert, our I've resident expert I've tonight. Do you would I you take a shower? Would you take a shower under one of those? Of course, I used it in the. Um, I've used it in Brazil, in the in the border to Brazil, where we go uh, sometimes to, for vacation to the beach, and. Of course, it's a beach house. It's like a hut, and there you, uh, everybody uses. So yeah. you, you go and buy cheap stuff in Brazil, and all houses there, which is a uh, you know, on on the beach side, 
are made of uh, inexpensive Brazilian, uh, 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 let's say, uh, parts and stuff, like hardware. Like for yeah. example, the the, <clears throat> the taps are all plastic. The everything, the pipes, everything is uh, cheap because when in in winter when you leave the house, uh, everything may get stolen. You know, yeah. there's no security there. So when you come back in summer, things are still there because they are really cheap. And the, the most houses have this uh, this uh, shower head, and nobody has been killed yet. Well, let me ask and you: do you do you, uh, do you put a rubber mat in the Do you put a rubber mat in the bottom of the bathtub? Nothing, nothing. But do you know? Do you know what? What uh, I understand is the the real uh, isolation in in that uh, shower is that the shower head is wide, and th that makes that you don't have a continuous uh, uh, stream yeah. water uh, stream dropping. Yeah. You have all the little um, droplets, yeah, and then you have isolation between droplets and droplets. Yeah, and that's yeah. why you have the diaphragm that uh, it turns it on when some uh, enough amount of pressure is is guaranteed so as to make the the little droplets uh, get separated. Well, does the so, uh, does instruction manual say anything about don't raise your arm up like this, you know, to to, to wash? <laughs> you know, what I, mean? I don't know because you never read the instructions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But but you you go realizing that because when you go get closer you guess you feel you feel the electricity. Well, you, you better close. hope you better hope that the wires are taped up really good. You know, I mean, I don't know. It's incredible. I've seen lately uh, some this this uh, consume like yes fifty amps and the the little house where we sometimes go for holidays for vacation, which is a little hut at the beach exactly at the beach. Mm -hmm. It has, you know, the 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 electrical installation, and uh, it's uh, it's on the Uruguayan side, and has the the breaker. It's rated at sixteen amp or something like that. Wow! And I remember going going <laughs> every time I went there. The first thing I did was to replace the breaker for for a forty five amp one in yeah. in the electrical <clears throat> uh, sealed. Uh, panel right it's part of the electrical company but never tell no nobody so i used the the shower and then next year <laughs> the company replaced back the the, the breaker to uh, the 16 amp one everybody right. used it. all right hey someone asked if uh, this is a show after the show or the after the show show it's not we haven't got there yet we just brought Charlie in as our um, uh, resident expert on the suicide shower head tonight. Charlie personally uses these. He knows about them. Uh, they seem to be very popular in Brazil. I've, I've been to a lot of trips to Brazil, but I've never been where we had one of those. We always had, I think, a little bit better showers, you know. So. Well, Charlie just likes to live dangerously. Yeah, he does. I, 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 I one of the, the, the things that um, Electroboom mentions, it's it's true. Uh, millions of Brazilians and other people around the, the, the South America use it. I mean, if it killed people, it wouldn't be there. 
And you know, these installations don't have, uh, these houses don't have a, a GFICs, how do you call that? Yeah. The, the, yeah. the breakers? GFCI. GFCI. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, nothing, it, nobody gets killed. That's uh, They may be killed trying to install it, but not using it. Well, you know, it's kind of like these people are getting car wrecks. They drink and they're so intoxicated. They have this terrible, uh, terrible wreck and it doesn't kill them. They just walk away from it. Uh, maybe it's the same way uh, down there, you know, for electricity. I, I don't yeah, know. If you don't know the electricity's <laughs> there, then it's not going to hurt you. That's, that's right. All right. All right. Let's think about this. We got a couple more things to do tonight. Uh, exciting night tonight. Hey, let me just uh, make a quick announcement again. If you're out there listening on WBCQ today, you're probably listening on 5130 kilohertz. This is not our normal frequency. Normally, we are on 7490 every Thursday from 5 to 7 p.m. So if you're out there listening on uh, WBCQ, send us uh, an email and let us know where you are and how you're hearing the station. You can send that email to Tom at W5KUB.com. Tom at W5KUB.com. Also, uh, for all of our subscribers out there or not subscribe, hey, please hit that subscribe button. I'm helping you out right there. I'm showing you where it is. Should be no excuse for it. Please hit that subscribe button. It really helps us out um, to uh, to uh, pick up new people, uh, you know, uh, on our show here. It helps. It helps YouTube to advertise our channel. So please hit that. Join our Facebook group. We have a Facebook group called W5KUB. We got about 13,000 members in it. It's for shortwave listeners, ham radio operators, and electronic enthusiasts. So uh, please join our Facebook group. It's just called W5KUB, and uh, we'll, we'll get you in there. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay. All right. Tom, I, uh, yeah. I, saw, I, I saw for Christmas decorations. I saw a uh, fellow in Russia who came up with a cheap way of putting up Christmas tree lights around your windows on the outside of your house. He took zip cord and peeled it apart, tied the ends together, and he had uh, the old-fashioned screw uh, uh, fuses, so he put a penny in there and screwed it down. And then he just plugged it in, draped it around the window and plugged it in the wall. And it glowed a nice, cheery, glow, uh, cherry red. Mm-hmm. And then he took a picture of his power meter, and he had one of those analog meters, and it was spinning like this. Oh, man. Well, I bet it didn't stay on very long. Uh, I imagine his Christmas light string finally destructed. <laughs> I'm guessing here. And it did. It turned nice, cherry red. Or yeah. he got the power bill, one of the two. Yeah, he probably didn't do it very long. <clears throat> All right. Hey, let's move on. Let's move on to another subject tonight. Uh, we're having fun tonight. I, I, posted, oh, I don't know. We you were know, just getting there. Mike Fike says they've got electro bidets in Europe. Oh, that, that might we be kind of... We can go there. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> okay. Changing the subject now, we're going to move on. You know, a couple weeks ago, Glenn made this wild statement. Which, oh, wait a minute. Which, which he said. He said... Did you know on the Weller soldering gun that position one is high and position two is low? Well, let me tell you. Yeah, I, I agreed with Glenn because I discovered that myself about, I don't know, last year. Somebody told me, and I looked it up on the Internet. And I said, 
Man, this is crazy. I've been always pulling a trigger all the way in. I thought that was high heat. So, so we posted we posted this in a Facebook group, and we've asked our viewers out there to uh, help us determine uh, help us determine what is really happening with the Weller soldering guns. Is position number one high heat, or is it low heat? I would hate to think, Glenn, that I've used that gun right there for over 50 years and didn't know that I was on low the whole time. Because uh, I can, yeah. I, I, I don't ever remember working it on the first position, ever. Ever. Yeah, ever, never. Okay. So let's look at these real quick. So I've got a couple of them here. And, and, and we also put, put this out on our Facebook group. And we got a lot of answers. We had a lot of people give us answers on this. But there you go. That's the Weller, the 8200 right there. Mine is mine is over 50 years old. That's the 8200. And if you look right there on the uh, Weller page, it says that position one is high, position two is low. Now, I want to know what engineer decided that and why. All right. Now, so there it is. Uh, now, that's, that's the bigger gun. That's the uh, D550. Now... You can tell things change a little bit. That D550 there says 200 and 260 watt. But my D550 says 240 and 325 watt. Uh, so, so they've cut the wattage down a little bit on them there. But again, the Weller website specs, everybody's saying in the specs, they're saying that position one is high, position two is low. And, uh, you know, so we said, okay, let's see if we can prove that. So uh, let's go over to the workbench. All right, let's take a walk over to the workbench. And uh, we're going to take a look at the uh, soldering guns I've got and see if we can um, determine what the power is on each trigger switch. So I've got two of them here. I've had these guns for over 60 years. I've used them all my life. And this is a particular gun that my uncle used in the TV repair shop. This is the gun you wanted back if you worked on the old style TVs. Nobody back then hardly ever used a soldering iron. Uh, uh, nowadays with the solid state stuff, uh, that's what you need. But you know, if you're gonna need to solder something on like a PL259 or something, you need some heat. Uh, this one will do it, uh, but it takes a while. This one will do a much better job on the PL259s. So this is the 8200 here. And the 8200 specs say it is, uh, let's see, 8200 specs say uh, it's a 1.2 amps, 50% uh, duty cycle, and it's a 100 watt low position and 140 watt high position temperature can go up to 900 uh, degrees fahrenheit and then here's the uh, d550 this is the big this is this is a heavy heavy weller right here this is the d uh 550 and the d550 will go um it's a two and a half amp gun 50 percent duty cycle and it says 240 watts to 325 watts 
and it clearly it clearly states it on the label right here. Now, if you look up the D550 today, it has less wattage. I think it's like 200 and maybe maybe 275. So this gun, this D550 is a lot heavier than uh, the other D550s. So let's do it. Here's what we're gonna do real quick. I've got a I've got an AC. Uh, I've got an AC meter here that reads current. Let's see if we can set this up somehow. Yeah, okay. So uh, what we're going to do is just got a little little uh, plug here. We can plug in. If I can plug this in, and um, we're just going to plug this into in right here. And uh, what this is going to do, this will measure, this will measure our current. I'm trying to do all this one-handed as I hold the camera. So we'll just kind of position it like this. So you can see my scale here. Uh, the scale, we'll be using the, we'll be on the 6 amp scale right here. 6 amp. There we go. 6 amp would be... Uh, well, there, that's uh, right there. So let's see. Can you can you see it? Okay, so the bottom black scale there goes zero to six amps. Let me turn it around where we can read it this way. There we go. There we go. Now you can see. Now you can see the zero zero to uh, six amps. So we're going to key at first position. First position, here we go. Let's see if we can get them close together. First position. Hmm. Looks like we got maybe, uh, all right. Looks like on first position on the switch, we're going to have about maybe Drawing about uh, a little over an amp. Let me see if I can get closer. About about one amp. That's position one, one amp. And let's go to position two. We'll go one first and then two and watch the current. There's one, two. Okay, on two it's pulling almost uh, uh, two amps. So to me that verifies that high heat is on position two, low is on position one. Okay, so far, uh, it's looking like position one is low, position two high on mine. Hey, I want to tell you, this one little little uh, tip or shortcut that you can use on these soldering guns. My uncle taught me this 50, 60 years ago in a TV repair shop. Whenever he had a tip that would go bad, you know, back then, we, you didn't have the internet. You didn't have places you could order. We had to order uh, parts out of Memphis, and it was 50 miles away. And uh, he would make uh, he'd make his tips out of soldering, out of a wire. He'd make a tip. He'd just get a piece of uh, number uh, number 12 or number uh, 10 a wire, bend him a tip like this, and uh, uh, put it in the gun. And uh, it, it worked beautifully. Uh, Mr. Carlson's lab also shows this technique, although he just bends it bends it U-shaped. Uh, I like uh, shaping it more like a, a tip. But you just just use this uh, homemade tip, and uh, it works just as good. 
that's what I've been using uh, for many many years let's uh, let's try to measure uh, let's try two more measurements on this current thing uh, I think we've already proven that my guns are position one is low power and position two is high power let's do two more measurements okay we're gonna do two more measurements here and uh, I'm gonna try to measure the voltage I'm going to try to measure the uh, AC voltage across that tip, if I can. Boy, my, uh, my meter is picking up something here. Let's see. Huh. My fluke meter is picking up uh, some voltage. I'm on an AC voltage scale. There we go. It's down about, you know. Two microvolts now. Well, it's coming up. Okay, so here's what I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try to hold these leads uh, across the tip right here. I'm gonna try to hold the leads across the tip there and 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 uh, key the switch, and we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens here. All right, so I'm not sure how accurate this is gonna be, but we're gonna try it and see. Here we go. Okay, low position one we have. When I gotta get the AC volts, AC volts. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, position one. Point one seven six volts. One seven six volts. Point one seven six. Let me write that down. All right, I've got that written down and recorded. Let's see what it does on high power. Hold those on there again. We'll go to high power position two. Here we go. Our low power is uh well about about point two is low. Let's go to high. Two point four seven and low is two point two two. Two two point two point five 2.3, 2.5, we'll go with that. 2.3 and 2.5 are the readings we got. 2.2 and 2.5. Now you might think that's a very low, uh, that's very low voltage. I mean, that's almost no voltage at all, right? Okay. One last, uh, one last uh, measurement. Nobody's probably done this before. We're going to do it on a show. Let's measure the current. Let's measure the current that's going through this piece of number uh, uh, 12 wire here. Let's see if we can measure the current. Now, my, uh, my clamp on meter, my clamp on meter will open up. And I'm going, to, I'm going to bend this wire here on the tip where I can put this clamp on meter through it. And that should let us read that. So let's, uh, let's do that. Uh, I'm gonna mess my tip up, but uh, hey, these tips are free, so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna bend it up a little bit right here, like that. Open it up a little. I'm gonna open that up a little right there. All right, let's see if it's gonna go through there. Oh yeah, all right, that'll go through. Okay, so here we go. I I, I can't go real long, or I'll melt my uh, I'll melt my. Uh, meter here but uh, we're going to try to make a current measurement now if you remember the voltages were only point what point two two volts and 
3.25 volts. So very, almost nothing, very, very low. I'm gonna go up on the high scale here. Um, this is gonna be high. So uh, I'm gonna go up to, um, well, let's see. There's a, ah, let's see, my meter's got uh, 600 volt. Okay, it's got a 300 volt, it's got a 300 amp scale, 300 amps. I don't know if you can see that or not, but we've got a 300, 300 amp there. Let's see if you can see that. See if it'll focus there. There we go, okay, so. So, okay, 300 amps, 300 amps will be full scale on our meter. Here's zero. And on the 300 scale, well, it's the very bottom scale. There's zero to 300, the bottom scale. Let me show you the scale there. Where you can, you can read it, zero to 300, there across the bottom. Folks, those are amps, okay? Those are amps. So... Here's we're gonna try it. I don't know what the results are gonna be, but position one, low position one. Here we go. Gee whiz, folks, that is showing. That's showing about. That's showing about. Two hundred over two hundred amps over two hundred amps. Or right, I'm gonna to go to high position, and. Uh, Again, I don't want to melt my meter up here. I'm going to go to high position and see what we got. So first I'm going to go low, and I'll say, I'll, I'll do the reading, and then I'll go to high, and I'll do the reading. Here we go. All right, here's low, 250. High, it looks like about 270. So there's there's low, high, low, high. So you can see, and I can smell plastic here. We'll take this out of the, we'll take this out of the gun there. Okay, guys, so we made several different tests. <clears throat> also did the same test on my D550 gun over there, the big one. <clears throat> the video didn't show it, but in my case, high power is all the way in. It's position two, and low power is position one. Now, in, the, in our uh, Facebook group, we had a mixture. A lot of people said uh, their high was position one, low position two. So it was about 50-50, I think. Uh, I guess it depends on the year that maybe the, the guns were made or whatever. Again, mine are probably getting close to 60 years old. Um, I know our, our friend up in the uh, Chicago area, uh, Michael uh, AA6DY, uh, he measured the voltage across his. And he uh, came out with something like 0.32 and 0.35 volts. Uh, very small, but it did show the difference there. Uh, I noticed in the chat room, someone's talking about a uh, heat uh, meter, uh, some type. You know, I've got one of the, um, I tried one of the uh, laser uh, temperature readings. You know, I put it on the tip of the gun, uh, but for some reason, it just didn't want to read it right. I don't know if it was the color of the, the end of the tip or something. Uh, it just didn't want to read it. And also, use one of those thermocouple. Uh, well, and also, I have a thermocouple. That's what I'm going to do next uh, for my fluke meter. My fluke meter also reads uh, temperature, and I have a thermocouple that plugs into my fluke meter. And um, 
I held the tip of that on the tip of my uh, gun, and uh, I mean, there's some tremendous heat there. Let me tell you, a D550, well, the the, the 8200 reaches over 900 degrees Fahrenheit, and it, the, the D550 is probably over 1,000 degrees. I was afraid I might melt my thermocouple, Bill. I didn't want to leave it on there. I mean, now, I have another way you can test it. How's that? Um, you had it all set up. Um, basically, you put the current probe back on through yeah. the um, through your uh, solder element, and then you hold down the trigger and count how many seconds before the plastic starts to melt on your yeah, expensive yeah. There you go. yeah. Well, you know, hey, I, I I measured, and again, someone said you should have measured the voltage across the end of the gun here with the tip removed. Well, I actually did, and it was somewhere around 0. 0.3, 0. 0.5, like uh, Michael measured up in Chicago. You notice with the tip on it, I read something like one uh, 0.17 or 0.2, much lower. But I started thinking about that. That that tip is just like a big shunt on the end, and you know. You can move your meter anywhere along that along that wire, and the voltage is going to change, man, depending on how much wire you have between the two points, you know. So, I don't know. Uh, right there where the wire hooks to the gun itself, uh, I multiplied that uh, time the current of 200, 250 amps, and it only came out something like 44 watts. And I know that's not right. So, either the voltage reading was wrong. I, I have a tendency to believe the amperage is probably close to right uh, okay. on this. hey tom yeah i actually have the opposite of what you got <clears throat> i got? got an 8200 yeah and i'm looking at these instructions older d550-8200 gun instructions the older okay. it has it has a picture that shows the first stop is high and the second stop is low and in the text, it says for high wattage output, 260 watts for the D550, 140 watts for the 8200, pull trigger to first position. For low wattage output, 200 on the D550, 100 on the 8200, pull trigger to second position or until it is fully compressed. Oh, yeah, that's on all their, that, that's on their, look, I mean, here, I've got it circled. And this one matches the instructions does it well both of mine and you can see here they 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 tell you that that position two should be uh low power but i tell you that's not the way my two guns are and if you look at our facebook group and the poll we took about 50 percent of people have verified theirs is actually opposite of that so yeah i think it has something to do maybe with the age or something i don't know maybe you got Correct. some new Maybe they got some new engineers out of college, you know, about 1970 or something, and, you know, and they, they said, hey, let's, uh, you know, let's do this, man. It'll work better. Let's make uh, position two uh, low power. Yeah, because this one is positively ancient. I mean, yeah. we are talking <clears throat> 70s era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I my, bet my you is, it was the cost of a switch was cheaper to do it that way. Yeah, I don't know. And they were thinking, oh, well, everybody knows just to pull it to the first position. Well, I don't know. I, I, I don't sorry know. to interrupt, but if I can give my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I, I have I have one of those soldering guns, but it's another brand, and uh, it was my dad's. It's a, it's a, it's smaller in size. It's a bag, I think. Yeah. Very nice. But 
the I didn't know the the Valar one had composition. But uh, I think in, it's very it, it's very good to have it. I would like to have it like a low low in the second position because I think the intention of the design is that you first heat up the 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 parts you are soldering while you are half depressed, and then to maintain the temperature once the the parts are heated up. Like remember this. This uh, soldering uh, yeah. guns yeah. are made for big parts like like uh, tube sockets, chassis, things like that. Yeah. Once you reach the soldering temperature, you depress harder and then you maintain the temperature. So maybe the design goes around that. That that may be a good reason. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. And and you know, if I had read my instruction book. It would have been wrong. Yeah. It would have been wrong on my gun. So I don't know, man. You know, maybe the engineer said, you know, hey, you know, let's keep these things from breaking and wearing out so quick. Everybody's going to pull the trigger. I, I didn't manage to listen to your yeah. your all your explanations during yeah. the, our measurements because the other doesn't come out here via the Zoom. But uh, why didn't you uh, tear it apart and see what's inside instead of? Well, I, I have had it open. It's been probably fifty years, but you know that that uh, that's just an AC transformer, and that second area is just like one or two or three turns basically around it. Yeah, yeah, they're like it. huge. It's, it's very few turns, and it's some heavy heavy uh, conductor there. Yeah, you can see it in there. Yeah. Like so turns. you know, so maybe an engineer said, "Hey, you know the, the the crazy people. You know they don't know what they're doing. They're going to pull the trigger all the way back. You know why are we giving them two position anyway?" But they're going to pull it all the way back. Let's make it low heat. That way the gun will last longer, and they'll think it's a better product. Well, you know, I've got a, a kilowatt EZ current and wall, uh, power meter for the I wall got socket. One. I'm going to plug mine in and get you the readings and have those for next week. Yeah, I've got one of those easy uh, power reader things that you're talking about, and mine would not read it. It reads kilowatt hours or something like that. It. It no, you can flip it. to. There's an option in there. Well... To uh, see the direct current, I yeah, I couldn't find it on mine. I stepped yeah, through all the different positions. If you can, that's great. But anyway, I think we have uh, determined that that it's about fifty fifty. You know, yeah. Some people have it one way, some people have it the other way. So you know, hey, you know, at my age, I I now know what the heat is. On yeah, it. now you now you just need to check. Now Whenever I don't hardly use it anymore. I use a soldering iron, and you know the stuff I solder now is so small. But, uh, but you I know, back in the day, back in the day, and stuff. And back in the day, it's surely been nice to know it's on the high heat. Yeah, back in the day, as a TV shop, that gun that that was the go-to. I mean, everybody used those, man. Absolutely. Yeah, you don't want to wait for something to heat up like that. You just pull the trigger and solder your new resistor on a tube socket, and you're out of there. All right, all right, let's see. All right, let's see. What else did I have? Let's see. I got something else on our schedule tonight. Let's see. Uh, well, you're going to talk about the balloons. Yeah, I guess we can give an update on them. Oh, I, hey, let me let me quickly tell you about the VFO I'm working on here. And I'm going yeah, to I'm gonna get uh, my, my buddy uh, uh, Michael to help me. He's real good on 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 the, this, this part. I've got the hardware built, and uh, you can see... Let me get a let me get a diagram up here. 
pretty simple, pretty simple diagram. It uses a, it uses a uh, ESP32. That is a dual processor, something other, something other. You know, 350 uh, megs of RAM and or 400 megs of ROM or something. I don't know, but uh, it's an Arduino on steroids. It, it, it's definitely. It's definitely on steroids, I, w I would say. So, um, this is what the this is what the chip looks like, or the the board looks like right there. Got a bunch of pins on it. So basically, I have connected the TFT screen right here. Um, so there's the color TFT screen. There's the uh, SI fifty one fifty three generator. There's the uh, rotary inductor, and I've got three buttons on here. One's going to be, uh, one's a, a memory. Let's see, yeah, one's going to be a memory. One's a, a step it up plus, and one's a step down minus. So let me show you what this thing's going to look like once we get the software in it. And I was uh, really interested in this because it looks so neat. It's and, and I wanted it as a as an RF signal generator. Now I've got some RF signal generators here. They're old, you know, probably tube, drifty, you know. This thing here is probably going to be rock stable, and it's going to be kind of cool in a little small package. So uh, uh, I just wanted a little RF generator that I could use, you know, like if I want a 20 meter signal or a 15 meter signal, I just dial it in. I got a little video here. I'm going to show you what the thing looks like. And the neat part about it was. Uh, the neat thing about it, it's uh, it, it it's called like retro. You know how today everything's digital. You got your digital readout and everything. This actually, this display here, will actually look like an analog dial, like a a, a circular analog dial that turns uh, when you when you turn the frequency. And I want to show you what it looks like right here. So let me put this on right here. I can get it. Here we go. So this is uh, a box that got built it in. I want you to watch how it tunes. It's so neat the way it tunes here. So here we go. Look how that little analog scale turns. That's all done, I guess, what, dots? I mean, Glenn, those are dots, right? That's not a dial in there. No, that's that's all pixels, but I mean that's some serious graphic work right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, isn't that some graphic? A curved, yeah. Now it does have the digital read at the top. That what? That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So you know you, you can step it up or step it down. It looks like you're actually turning a mechanical dial inside that that uh, display, but you're not. It's uh, it's it's cool. It's cool, you know. That's why you need the ESP32 instead of oh, Arduino yeah. is for that processing I power. imagine this takes a lot of processing power and maybe memory. Joel, and, and a variable frequency oscillation. You know, I, I imagine. But, you know, it's going to be a fun project if uh, I can get it working, you know. So. Oh, yeah. It's gorgeous. So, man, I, you know, hey, that is, that's cool, man. And, you know, later on, I mean, even though it's just a, a RF signal generator, you can program that to have offsets and different things in there, you know, like your Arduino and your DDS uh, deal you can get. And, you know, we might even build a little homebrew uh, uh, regen receiver or a little receiver here and maybe use that that uh, that 
generator there as a VFO to uh, tune it. That might be a ne next project we do there. So, uh, man, it, it's so cool. That that dial got me, man. I, when I saw that dial turning on that display, I wanted it. So, yeah, okay. All right, man. Well, guys, we haven't launched any balloons in a long time. And the reason is we've run out of call letters. Uh, I've got... Uh, uh, I've got my call in here. I've got my son's call in here. We got Glenn's call in here, uh, and uh, we got one more in there. Uh, let's see, I'm gonna show you where they are. These balloons have been up now. Uh, W5KUB112 has been up now for um, it's been up now for 108 days. Let's see if I can show you here what's going on. So. Right now, uh, this one right here. Don't you mean 208 days? A 208. What did I say? 108? 108. Yeah. This guy right here, he's over Austria right now. He's been flying for 208 days, and the altitude is just still amazing me. It's up in the high. I can't really read this. So it's at 40. It says 47.7. So, I mean, it is, it's up there. So that, that's good. And it's over, uh, uh, over Austria. Now this guy right here has disappeared three times in the last two months, and he disappeared for like over a week or ten days each time. I think he kept dipping up into uh, the the uh, Arctic up here, or where it got dark. Uh, let's look at another one here. You know, we launched two from Antarctica. That was uh, Glenn's call. Which is, uh, I think this was, yeah, this is uh, W5KB114, which on uh, Whisper is uh, KW5GP. Glenn, your balloon has broken away basically from Antarctica. It crossed Argentina and Chile today, and it is out flying, and it's picked up some altitude, uh, Bill. You know, when, when these were launched. And there you were, go, Charlie. There's, there's one for you to listen for. It's in range of you right there. Yeah. These were actually around 33,000 feet at, when they were launched in Antarctica, but since it's moved up north, uh, this one is now up, up to, it's up a little bit, about 39,000, and uh, about 90 miles an hour. Okay, so That's that actually glint. kind of impressive. I thought it was going to cross the equator there a couple of days ago. Well, and here's, a, here's the deal. Here's this, this guy over here in Australia. This is our other balloon right here. This is uh this is W5KB113. This is 113 heavy. Now this guy we built him with with redundant uh, solar panels and low angle uh, panels to pick up the the uh, sun at very low angles because we were in the northern hemisphere, and he actually crossed he actually crossed the uh, equator, and uh, he's below Australia now. I mean, and the sun down there is high all the time, pretty much. Uh, so we're kind of wasting. We could go from northern Africa to southern Africa. You went right across equatorial Africa. Yeah. At a very slow pace. Yeah. We kind of went right down through the middle here. Made a little S uh, trail right there. And uh, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy with it. And then the other one we launched, which is the whisper call letter is uh, KD9UQB. Uh, That's Jim up uh, near Chicago right here. 
this was launched at the same time. One of the four that were launched, or one, uh, one of the one of the two of ours that were launched in Antarctica. He, he keeps hugging. He keeps hugging Antarctica here. You know, he, he there, just, there, uh, two two of them have gone down from the original nine. Uh, K four UAH dash two went down down off the coast of uh, Argentina. Uh, or oh, a few days ago, and uh, then K4UH-5 went down on the day of launch, but everything else is still flying. There's three additional balloons uh, launched that are still flying around Antarctica and actually following very close to you uh, on the uh, Australia. There's one right behind you, uh, yeah. one of the K4UH ones, and... Uh, we have one on 10 meters running 10 milliwatts, and it was very close to the South Pole itself the other day, and it was being received in uh, San Francisco. So the 10 meter band has been open from Antarctica to uh, the Northern Hemisphere several times, and when it does, it, uh, I get a lot of neat reports from it, but uh, it's been kind of sporadic on 10 meters, but yeah. it's been an interesting test on when 10 meters opens up it's it gets a uh, very long uh, coverage well and and look at this is another thing that surprised me here this uh our w5 kb 114 as it, it carries glenn's call kw5 gp it almost it it left antarctica it almost went up to the equator and it almost crossed the equator into the northern uh hemisphere and it's, it's starting to come back down a little bit now but the thing that surprises me is over here, our our 113 launched up here at the Northern Hemisphere, crossed over, and is flying so low down here. I mean, it, it, it actually was much lower than it is right now. Uh, it just, I've never had one cross the equator and fly like that. Never. That's, that's not real normal. It's not usual. That's very rare. But it, yeah. uh, there's another one launched from uh, uh, a German ham. It's NOB, I think. Yeah. Okay, something. It's been flying. It did about eight laps around the northern hemisphere, crossed over, and it's been doing. It's been in the southern hemisphere for several months now. Yeah, and you know, I don't even know. Like one twelve there. It's been up two hundred eight days now. I have no idea, Bill, how many times it's been around because it's gone up in the dark no. a couple times. You know. You don't know where it came out, where it went. You know, you just you don't know. Well, most most of the ones we launched that were launched from uh, Antarctica by Todd Tan uh, for TPG. He's back in the states now. Uh, he just came back uh, about a week ago. Um, anyways, most of those um, have been around the world uh, three times since yeah. he launched them in uh, mid November. So um, they've been uh, banded. It's summer down there, so it takes a lot longer to go around the world. So, uh, yeah. of course, of course, around the the ones that hugged around Antarctica, they go around pretty quick. But yeah, all right, we've well, had, hey, we're, we're, we're within twenty or thirty miles of the actual South Pole, so that was pretty neat. Yeah, we're just about out of time tonight. Um, we, I tell you what, we may go fifteen more minutes. Uh. And I'll, uh, I'll I'll edit this up where our show fits our shortwave slot. Uh, so you know another thing I was going to talk about tonight was 
want to know what you got for Christmas. You know, Ham's always getting that stuff for Christmas, getting you a new handy talkie or, you know, slaughtering gun or, you know, what do you get for Christmas? And, uh, uh, you know. Well, Tom, yeah. um, you, you win all your Christmas presents at the Huntsville well, Ham Fest. I, I try to. I, 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 I try <laughs> to. I, I didn't get. I didn't I give you. A, I didn't give you a complete list of all the things I want. I want a uh, Yezu uh, 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 dual band mobile with APRS in it. I think last year or the year before. And uh, oh, I want a Geo Cron clock. I didn't. Right. Even, I didn't even turn that thing. I turned it on once. This kind of seemed like a lot of trouble, but you know. Oh, well, those somebody, are pretty neat. Yeah, I mean it's expensive though. That's like a four hundred dollar clock. Yes, it is. Yeah, but the mechanical versions are like $4,000. Well, I don't see how those mechanical ones work here. Oh, man, my friend had one when I was yeah. growing up, and I envied that thing. Yeah, yeah. Well. Well, yeah. I have a, a big gift certificate uh, given to me, a gift card from Gigaparts, and I'm looking through all the list of the radios that you've won recently at HamFest, and it's going to be one of those. You know, I'm wondering, you know, I'm not much of a VHF guy. I mean, I've got my satellite system where it's working. Um, but I'm not that interested in it anymore. That 9700 may not even get used. It's just sitting over there. Just like that 991 I won, it sat over here for a year or two. He didn't even turn it on. And I sent it down to my son, uh, Chris, AC5CM. He's in the chat room here. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, you yeah, know, I, I, I do have, hey, I do have this. Also. I like the 705 because it's a QRP rig that uh, operates from a battery pack. Yeah, a small HT battery pack. But I heard, and I heard life is too really cool. life is too short for QRP. Hey, here's one of the things we're going to do next. Uh, when I get some time, that's the man who has been running uh, running 10 milliwatts well, uh, around the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here's what here's what we're going to look at next. Um, this was sent to me. This is a, uh, a SAT, S-A-T. This is called S-A-T. This is a complete satellite system in here. And this will plug directly into your 9700, and it'll steer the frequency. All the satellites are in here. All the Doppler shifts in here. Uh, it, it, it'll run your 9700. It'll even, if you have one of the Yezu rotators, you can plug this DIN into the Yezu rotator, and it will actually even turn your azimuth elevation antennas. I don't have the azimuth, I don't have the Yezu azimuth elevation antennas, so I'm gonna have to do it manually. But I want to, I want to try this out. You know, I'm using a program called uh, Sat PC32, which is pretty good for satellite. But uh, this, it's all self-contained in this little box right here, and uh, I. I the input, the the feedback I'm getting on this is people are buying this, and within 15 minutes they've got this plugged in, and they're working satellites with it. So, this is something that's going to come up in the next month or so, to uh, uh, just to show you guys uh, how well it works. I'm mean, anxious to see uh, how much better it's going to work than my uh, that PC32 over there. Uh, I was going to ask people about Christmas presents. You know, I bought myself some Christmas presents. Kathy and I decided this year. After all these years, you know, there's nothing that either one of us really want. Uh, 
we said, let's don't buy each other Christmas gifts this year. Just through the year, if you want something, just buy it. So we just buy whatever we want. And this year, right before Christmas, uh, Bill, and you bought one of these. I bought me a uh, one of these uh, uh, oscilloscopes. That's a 100-mega oscilloscope. It's an auto tracking, auto setting, whatever you call it. And then I ordered, uh, I ordered this, and you ordered one of them. You keep copying me in, and you're going to copy me on my radio, but that's okay. This is uh, the Regal uh, Spectrum Analyzer with the tracking generator. I ordered that. Man, I'm having a lot of fun with that. That is really, really crazy, man. I, I love playing with that and playing with the filters and stuff. And I said, well, you know what? I got this, I got this new scope in, this new 100-meg uh, auto scope. I said, I want a Tektronix scope. So I ordered me an, uh, an older Tektronix uh, scope right there, and that thing is just beautiful, man. It works like I've been comparing it with the uh, with the auto scope and different things, and it's kind of neat, man. And uh, so that, that's kind of three things I got my myself for Christmas this year. So even though I didn't get any Christmas presents from Kathy, that we decided just to buy what we want. So there, well, that's Tom, it, man. Tom, if it's got the W five KUB seal of approval, that's when I buy it. All right. Well, very good. Very good. Let's see. Well, you're gonna have to get you a. a uh, you're gonna have to get you a, a a. What do you call it? Newspaper boy hat. <laughs> Gotta get you a newspaper boy hat. And a and a, a darker mustache. Yeah. 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 I lost my mustache. I don't know where it went. Oh man. All right. Uh, well, hey, I think we've had a fun night. We talked about a lot of things. Did I, get, did I talk to everybody? Let's see, we talked about the balloons and CQ and Christmas, WCQ. I think the suicide shower was probably one of the more interesting things we, we've talked about. And I'm glad Charlie is on there. Charlie is a user of the suicide uh, shower. so And he's lived to tell he, about he's, it. And he's still here with us. Yes. Charlie is still here with us, you know. Still here with us, and for you guys who maybe missed it, these are my friends that show up. They show up all the time. Where where did I go with it? You look out the window in the morning. They're kind of out there in the back, back there, and they kind of they kind of mosey over back toward a little toward the house. And so I think there was twelve of them out there this morning. It looks a little like snow, but it's not. It's just wet, I think. And uh, I'm not sure why. I took that through a window, so that's probably why it's kind of kind of bright there. Um, so, uh, this last year I was in my, in the front office there, right next to the window and, you know, right outside the window there, I've got some bushes right there and between the bushes, the window, this big old buck came up. It was like a, it was like a 12 point buck, man. It came right up and it was looking right in the window at me. Oh man. I don't see many bucks out here at all. Uh, they're very, uh, very rare. I see them. There's a lot of baby deer here that we're starting to see. See, either or not. So, Tom. Uh huh. The uh, I'll show you a couple of. They aren't ham radio gifts, but uh, this okay. is a uh, a talking tire gauge. Cool. It's got a display, but it actually has a speaker on the back. That's cool. And it. Tell you what your 
Yeah. Uh-oh, oh. he froze. Uh-oh. I was going to have him blow in it and see if he could get a, you know, one PSI, you know. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, let's see. Clifton says there is a buck somewhere back here then. Yeah, there is. There's a, there's a, there's one back here somewhere. When a bird can identify it for you. Uh, what was that? What was that? I, you, you blanked out, uh, Bill, your internet. I know, the internet's uh, bad tonight. No, what it does, it's called Bird Buddy, and it, uh takes a picture of your bird when it lands to eat something and identifies it and sends it to you. Is that right? Oh, man. Yeah. Hey, that's cool. And tells you what kind of bird it was. That's cool. Probably mostly sparrows yeah. and blue jays. Yeah. But uh, it, it's, it's pretty cool. A bird, bird buddy. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let me just uh, say again, we're coming close to closing time tonight. We didn't even do the after the show show. Is that what it's well, called? We had Charlie with us. Is that what it's the called? Evening. After, that makes after the show? Is it after the show show? Let me see. Yeah, after the show show. Oh, uh, we didn't even have, we didn't do that tonight. But I think we had a lot of fun. We talked about a lot of different things tonight. We covered a lot of different areas there. Uh if you're out there listening again on shortwave, we'd love to hear from you. Send an email to Tom at W5KUB.com. Tom at W5KUB.com. Tell us where you are and how you're here in the station tonight. If you're hearing this broadcast right now, you're listening on 5130. Our normal frequency is 7490. As soon as the transmitter is fixed, we'll be back on 7490. And uh, you can find us from 5 to 7 p.m. every Thursday on WBCQ, uh, 5 to 7 Eastern. Uh, If you want to join us live on our live video show, you can. Just go to W5KUB.com on Tuesdays, 9 p.m. Eastern time, Tuesdays at W5KUB.com. And you can find us, uh, find our video show there. You can join us uh, in our chat room. Please hit the subscribe button if you hadn't already done it. it. I'm pointing at it right there. Giving you a hint. We need you to hit that subscribe button right there. Join our Facebook group. Facebook group is called W5KUB. That about get it. We got about four minutes. What else is going on tonight, guys? Anything major we need to talk about? <sighs> oh, we got... Uh... I got this. The Jackson, Mississippi Ham Fest is oh. coming up at the end of the month. Oh, man. Anyway, I don't know if I go there or not. That's... Oh, man. I... And then two weeks later, Orlando. Yeah, I won't. I don't, I don't make Orlando. In fact, guys, I, I'll just let you guys know this right now. We, we will not be going back to uh, Dayton this year. Uh, after 40 consecutive years, I've seen everything up there. Oh, it's, it's, it's a real expensive trip. And, uh, I tell you, I mean, you know, I'm starting to think I can, I can, I can, I can go to Dayton and spend easily spend $2,000 just expense and come back with a couple sticks of a uh, heat shrink tubing, or I can stay home and put that $2,000 maybe in a amplifier or something, you know, well, I don't know. And plus I'm getting kind of old. It's kind of bad on the body to go up there. So 
We're not going to do that. Now, guys, we will be doing the Huntsville. We always do the Huntsville. It is a great deal, and we'll try to build it up and maybe even make it better uh, with our webcast and prizes. So we will be doing uh, uh, the Huntsville uh, Ham Fest. And, Tom, you know, if you go to Huntsville, you're going to win a main prize, and you'll be able to buy wire strippers that have been in space. Well, that's right. I'm still contemplating whether to get the space the astronaut wire strippers yeah hey man i use mine all the time they are great they really do work well yeah yeah well you know i'm thinking about asking astronaut wheelock or something maybe he maybe he's got something that he can give me you know off there maybe like a a wrench used on the space toilet? Oh no, I don't want anything like that. I want something like the <laughs> I want something like the guidance system or you know, something that's got, you know, a lot of you know, a screen on it and yeah, you know, I don't wanna I I, I don't want a fifteen dollar wrench. I want a fifteen thousand dollar piece off there. Why don't you just ask for a used shuttle? They're not gonna use them anymore. Well that's true. That's true. Have to figure out where to park it though. Hey, you know, I do have a bunch of Nothing I, that went to space cost fifteen dollars. You know, I do have a bunch of patches that Doug gave me for STS twenty five. These are the real uh, embroidered pack uh, uh, patches. You know that are they sew in their suits. So I need to get some of some of those away here on the show one night. Maybe I've got maybe eight or ten of those uh, brand new STS five oh, patches. Send one my way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Put me down. All right. Okay, well, guys, we got one minute till sign off. Glenn, you want to hum the national anthem? No, no, I don't want rocks thrown at me. Yeah. What you need to do is just show that Indian with the the test tone. Yeah. And you know what? I had him here somewhere, but I I don't have him in front of me here. Uh, That kind of makes me think of uh, Christmas Vacation. When when the grandma there asked her to say the prayer, you know what I'm talking about. So she, yeah. She asks, she says the prayer. She stands up and says, "I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America." Oh, it's a funny show. <laughs> I love that one. All right. Good night, everybody. Hey, we enjoyed talking tonight to you and showing you some funny things. Uh, we had a good time, and uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, we may uh, have, so I think, next week. With your 9700, you know. Okay. Uh, hey, next week we may have. Um, well, we may have an in person update on the Antarctica trip. Oh, that'd put, be nice. I'll just put it that way. I think it might be scheduled for next week. We'll see. Okay. Good night, everybody. And uh, I'll see if there's anything here I can show you. Let's see. I can show you Glenn and his cat. How about how about fire and water? Yeah. Water and fire. Let's see. Do I have that? Water and fire. Uh what am I looking for here? Hey, Tom, DJ yeah. wants to know where you can buy that BFO you were showing. Well, you have to build it, uh, DJ. You just, uh, i tell you what, DJ, I'll post, uh, 
DJ, are you a member of our Facebook group? Uh, are you are you a member of our Facebook group? I'll post the link uh, to the one that's on on YouTube. You just have to buy the parts. You have to buy the the TFT, and you have to buy the ESP32. You need a rotary switch, uh, and you said you know there's, there's no <laughs> hey, place. Charlie's got the thing for you right there. What's that? Charlie got what? Charlie's got the. Let's see what he got. What's he got? He's got the test patterns. Oh, there it is. Yeah, let's just, let's, where is it? Let's see. Well, Charlie's going to have to talk if I put that. Yeah, I got that test pattern here on in, in, a, in a file somewhere. Yeah, there it is. Cool. All right. We'll be posting the link to the uh, the VFO in the uh, in our Facebook group. And if you're not a member, shoot me an email or something to remind me, and I'll uh, I'll send uh, the information back to you. And uh, there's a link on here for GitHub. Is it the GitHub that's got the software and everything? Hopefully, it will work. I'm afraid it it's probably going to have some bugs, and it's going to have to be debugged. And so, you know, it's going to take a little while to get it. Hardware is built. Hardware is built, but uh, but we don't have it. Have it programmed yet? If it works, hey, if it works, we'll put it in a box, and uh, that'll be cool. Uh, right. One question, Tom: the, the ESP32 has uh, Wi-Fi connectivity. That, does it have any uh, use uh, in this uh, this application, like using it via, via Wi-Fi or? You talking about the uh, ESP32? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it this this particular one has Bluetooth and Wi-Fi in it. Now, I don't know if that, you know, I don't. That's not planned to be used, but it does have the modules, you know, built in it. Um, I I I don't know. I I I'm not sure what you would do through Bluetooth or whatever for the VFO. I guess I don't know, but. I'm sure there are a thousand things you can do with this, uh, Charlie. Yes. Exactly. You know, there's probably a thousand things, you know. In fact, uh, there's probably more processing power right here than what went to the moon back in the 1960s. Oh, there's no doubt of that. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Oh, yeah. Good night, everybody. See ya. Ciao.